ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me once again is none other than the intrepid Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. Thank you, Nathan. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Okay. Not too bad. Okay. Peek behind the curtain. We're uh, recording this on a Sunday in Atlanta in a hotel room. Wait, what? <laughs> it's not like it sounds. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we did get a chance to go and check out Doctor Strange on opening night Thursday. So it's been a few days since we watched it. It's not the day after, typically, like we usually do. So we'll be talking about Doctor Strange in a few minutes. But first, congratulations to the Chicago Cubs! Woo! That was an awesome game seven. That was probably the best uh, game of baseball I think I've ever seen. And I don't typically watch baseball too much, um, but I was I was entertained the whole time. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cubs fan, but it, <laughs> it definitely helps. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But um, it was just an entertaining baseball game from start to finish. Uh-huh. Uh, just it, I think it's great for the game of baseball. It was, and even if the Cubs would have lost, I would have been still happy for the Indians that haven't won it since what '48, I mm-hmm. think, or something like that. So, so either way, yes, it wasn't like it was like you know, the the Yankees, you right. know, doing it again and again and uh-huh. again. So, uh, it was good to see two new teams. Um, it was great to see the Cubs win, mm-hmm. and just the the way that it went, it was just like an emotional roller coaster the whole game. So extra innings, rain delay, oh man, and like I think the best part. Uh, being a Cubs, ban- uh, a Cubs fan or baseball f- sports fan, whatever you want to call it, is seeing all these incredible stories that are coming out after about how everybody's you know been kind of connected to the Cubs, but really it was a it was a it was a new generation coming in, right? And that win was to suffice the older generation that's been sticking with the Cubs for so many years. They didn't win. Like everybody was sharing stories about their grandparents and stuff, and it was it was great to see. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, and the, and the um, just a side note, I, I I was talking about this yesterday. The parade in Chicago, five million people. That's all. Mm-hmm. Just a couple hundred. Seventh largest gathering in human history, and the first on U.S. soil. So, really, really speaks a lot of, of you know how many baseball fans there are, how many Cubs fans there are. It's and, a big deal. How overdue? Yeah. What a, what a big deal this is, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's been a pretty crazy week. Yeah. <laughs> Had we been in Illinois, I probably would have gone up to Chicago for that. Oh yeah, um, it just—it's—it's it's incredible. Like the energy, <clears throat> we left the our area in Illinois, and to get away from all the pandemonium. <laughs> that's right. It was the day after the game, and we were both up watching the game super late, mm-hmm. and had six a.m. flights the next day. And it was just like, oh, yeah. so tired. Yeah. And then we went and saw Doctor Strange the night afterwards, and so we were like super tired. <laughs> oh man! And that might affect our what a perceptions. strange day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you, you could not watch uh-huh. the Cubs. It's like when it went to extra innings, I was like, okay. And then they had the rain delay. I'm like, all right, I, I'm busting out the caffeine now. I got to uh-huh. do it. And yeah, it was a, it was a you know one of those nights that you always remember. Mm-hmm. Rather than if I had just gone to sleep, I probably would have been tired the next day anyway. It mm-hmm. was a long day. But you got you were bouncing off the walls. Probably I was. Yeah. You know, after the game, oh. couldn't go to sleep anyway for another hour. I was pumped. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. So congratulations to the Cubs. <laughs> yes. Awesome job. Well done. Well deserved. What have you been entertained by, sir? Recently? Oh man. So let's see. Um, I don't know what I don't remember what I talked about last time. We uh, 
My wife and I watched the uh, second season of Scream, the TV series. It's a it's a it's an MTV produced TV series. You can't hear okay. this, ladies and gentlemen, but I just rolled my eyes. Okay. <laughs> I will say this: If you like the Scream movies, it's um, it's a good interpretation of the story. I think the production quality is pretty good. The acting's okay. I think again, I think the story is told really well. It's a little too how should I say this? Pretty Little Liars esque. It just it just has that feel. Not that I've watched the show religiously, Pretty Little Liars. I just, right. I, I know. I've uh-huh. seen episodes that are just on, you know, my wife or my, my sister. Your wife, sure. Yeah, yeah my, blame, my, blame your wife. Whatever. I don't watch Pretty Little Liars, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you, you never do. know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we watched the second season of that just to kind of in junction with uh, the Halloween theme, you know, and, uh, you know, we're still catching up on Roanoke, um, just Walking Dead, just... Uh, Blacklist. And those, those are the shows that are in our rotation right now. So that's what we're watching. Any movies? Um, oh, yeah. Well, yes! How <laughs> did I forget this? Yes. So I finally I finally rented um, Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse last night, and uh-huh. I watched that for the first time. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I still think uh, Days of Future Past was a little bit better, um, but I liked Apocalypse better than first class really yes hmm. i did um i just think it's it, it it's more like the x-men type of story and, and how they ended it with you know they're becoming x-men now yeah mm-hmm. uh, it it was a first class was a good like story setter and introduction to the characters but like here they're like they're like going on full you know what i mean and and, that, and days of future past was a great pivotal uh you know second movie in the trilogy and 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 whatnot but mm-hmm. um the actors have really come into their own i think they have a good strong cast to build from that they, i mean they're young they could stay years right i mean what they're only this one was set in the 80s yep 90s 2000 they could do like you know another trilogy and finish it off in 2020 on you know that'd be too soon to do a 2020 <laughs> but you know it's good it, it it's really good i thought the acting was great i thought the story of apocalypse was good the end credit at the end shows mr sinister's coming up so that's exciting he was always one of my favorite x-men villains did you think i, I mentioned this to you before when when apocalypse is like getting his horsemen it, did it look like he was giving everybody makeovers like it, like, is that all he did in this movie? It kind of did, yeah. I mean, especially it's like it, it was one point that, you know, Charles was talking to, to Eric, and you can kind of see them in the background, Apocalypse with the other three horsemen, and it was really awkward because they weren't really doing anything, mm-hmm. except he was, like, standing in the huddle, you know, huddled up with them, like, you know, giving a makeover. So that's definitely what it looked like. <laughs> they couldn't be doing anything else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It looked kind of weird, but uh, it was funny. And you know, I, I mentioned this to you the other day. It's, it, I the, the one thing I will say that I didn't care for too much is that they're they're trying to go into all these different backstories and like how they're all kind of connected to each other at some point, like all the X Men. And I don't I don't know. Like it, it's okay that they're not related. You know what I mean? It's okay that Nightcrawler didn't you know come to be an X-Man when he was younger. It's okay that he, you know, lost his way or, like, had a rough life and then met up with them like we saw in X2. It's okay that that still happened, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't have to happen because they wiped it out with the past. 
it's it's okay for for Storm, you know, to to join later. I mean, we we kind of saw a little path there, so that was okay. But it's like they don't all have to be connected in some way and like all merge at this one point. Like I, I guess that happens sometimes, but I don't know. It it came off a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's like the world is only revolving around these select few mutants when you know as you see in cerebro there's millions of them oh yeah so i don't know that that's my only like little bitty complaint about it but otherwise it was uh it was an entertaining movie and i think if uh if all goes well tonight as far as timing and stuff like that i'm gonna try to rent uh star trek beyond and catch that too Good so i'm pretty excited that. about that yeah that actually got a lot better uh ratings and reviews than apocalypse i was actually a little worried before i started apocalypse because it was like uh low very low 60s yeah percentage rotten tomatoes but star trek's 80s so i enjoyed star trek yeah and, and into darkness was uh really good the first one i think was a little bit better but benedict Cumber, cumberbatch dude mm-hmm. i mean he, he kind of made cumberblock cumberblock i mean it's, I'm not going to go into it. I'll, I'll talk more about them when we start our thing. But <laughs> anyway, any, anything you've been entertained by recently? Um, ooh, I don't think so. Not nothing like the movie we went and saw. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, nothing really on TV that I've been able to catch up on except for, you know, trying to keep up on the DC shows. Um, even those, I think I'm behind a couple weeks at this point, but... It's been boring for me. It's, I've been really busy, unfortunately, and haven't been able to be entertained. Yeah. I haven't been able to listen to any podcasts recently either because wow. it's just been Says busy. the podcaster. I know. It's crazy. Um, but we are here to do a job. We're not just taking a weekend trip to Atlanta and talking mm-hmm. in a hotel room, and that's all it is, talking <laughs> in a hotel room. Hey, put your shirt back it's on, not, dude. It's Seriously. Just, it's hot in here, man. <laughs> we had to turn off the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, uh, nothing, nothing really entertaining now. But um, on Friday, the eleventh, I will be doing my extra life stream. So I want to talk about that for a quick yeah, second. Definitely. So for those who are unfamiliar, uh, this is my third year doing it. I'll be doing a twenty-four hour gaming marathon, and it's for the kids. Be, for the it is for the kids. <laughs> I know. And uh, it's going to be benefiting the Children's Hospital of Peoria. Oh, no. The Children's Hospital of Illinois, located in Peoria. You don't even know. You just want to play video games. It's been a long day. (laughs) Um, And so I just wanted to shout that out real quick because it is is important to me to kind of, you know, let people know about it and help the kids in any way possible and do my part. Yeah. It's a a great cause. Uh, Whenever you... I got a chance to go visit the Children's Hospital before and... You know, whenever you think about kids being in a hospital, it's just not a cool thing. So yeah. anything we can do to help ease or speed them, recovery, whatever it is, uh, I want to be a part of that. So uh, to find out more or to donate, please go to extra-life.org slash participant slash NT. You got to slow down. Can you say that one more time for me, please? Extra-life.org. Slash participant slash in T. Or you can go to my Twitter and it's my pinned tweet. 
That would have been so much easier. <laughs> so say that. So if you go to my Twitter, I'm voiced by Nathan. It is my pinned tweet. You can click the link there and uh, go check it out. So I'll be streaming 24 hours on Friday the 11th. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can check out the stream. Maybe you can donate. Maybe you can join in and do your own little uh, thing too. I mean, the Extra, Extra Life main day was this past Friday. on Or this past Saturday on the 5th. Um, however, you know, due to being in Atlanta, I, I had to delay it one week. So yeah. it'll be it'll be next week. So please, uh, anybody who is interested in checking it out, do so. It'll be fun. Um, yeah, well, let's not delay the inevitable. Join me, Alex, as we journey into my Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> and we discuss our entertaining thoughts for this week. Ah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I had kind of mixed reviews going in to this uh, mixed thoughts, not mixed reviews. I I hadn't heard too many reviews, but from what I had heard though, there were positive, and I and I'm and I'm sure that's continued right because it was uh, it obviously ended up being a spoiler alert. Good movie. Oh yeah, by the way, spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, I. I wasn't super hyped for this movie like any other other MCU movies. Me neither. And and yeah, well, you had talked about it before, and you said that Doctor Strange really isn't like your cup of tea as far as uh, you know superheroes go. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and generally, I think I've said this before for other uh, superhero movies. I don't typically enjoy the super supernatural super mm-hmm. supernatural super super I don't like it when they're too dependent on their powers to be a good superhero because I think a hero is 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 a you know not necessarily just a vigilante or someone that has extraordinary powers it's somebody that you know goes out of their way to make a difference with you know what they're able to do in in a realistic point of view uh-huh. so but with that being said this movie thoroughly impressed me on several fronts Benedict Cumberbatch Benedict Cumberbatch. The whole cast, I thought, did a really good job acting. I al- I've always liked Rachel McAdams. I thought she was a good, um, you know, kind of like love interest, I guess, or opposite. Um, Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. she played Sorceress Supreme, mm-hmm. and I think she the had one. the ancient one. I think she had like the perfect look for that role. And she played it with, you know, so nonchalantly. She she just came across as an ancient sorceress. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 has she been in before this? Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Oh man, wasn't she? Um, I might I might be getting this wrong. Wasn't she one of the 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 uh, in Lord of the Rings? Right? She was the one of the elves. Wasn't she like the the one that spoke at the very beginning? Am I wrong on that? I might be wrong on that. I don't know. They look the same. They have that like ghastly look and like with her having the bald head Mm -hmm. you know I I thought it was a perfect casting choice and I I think she portrayed it really well Um, I like her dialogue choice like the way she spoke I should say Mm -hmm. yeah and I think the supporting cast was good Um, the uh, (laughs) 
the humor in this movie was actually unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you had to assume at some point Benedict Cumberbatch, he, he's just going to be Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Oh, yeah. if, he, if he's taking a role and he's making it his own, mm-hmm. that humor is going to come out. But, I mean, I thought he did a good job portraying his arrogance. Um, his fall from grace. Yeah, his, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was brilliant. And, and one thing that I will say when they introduce a new hero or a, a new storyline for a hero, I'm always worried about what's the story of origin that they're going to choose to follow first. That's always a main concern. This one, I thought, was an excellent choice. It made perfect sense. And um, spoiler alert, I love the end credits scene or scenes. There was a mid-credits one um, where you know they basically all but confirmed that Doctor Strange is going to at least, at the very least, make a lengthy cameo in Ragnarok. I hope it's longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that makes sense too, from uh, you know a, a realistic, <laughs> as realistic as it can be, <laughs> with, with him being who he is, helping Thor is right. almost like a perfect match. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and they 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 showed the credit that Doctor Strange will return, which of course we're going to assume means Ragnarok right now. But they did another credit scene at the very end, a final credit scene, where they show. Um, is it Mordo? Yeah. It, go, going and, you know, he's he's finally figured out what's wrong with the world. There's too many sorcerers, meaning that... That's what's wrong with the world? That's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> there's a lot that's on that list. But to him, right, there's too many sorcerers. He can't stand that they're ignoring, what, the, the laws of... They're, they're defying, like, time, breaking time and space, and mm-hmm. they're going to cause a rift. That's what he's worried about, right? Mm-hmm. But now I think his main concern is that he's going to get drunk with some of this power that he's taken from all the other sorcerers. And I think that could lead into a really good Doctor Strange, too, with him as the primary antagonist. So, more Benedict Cumberbatch. That's always something to look forward to, right? I could see them doing... Baron Mordo is a big villain in the comics, obviously, for Strange. I, I don't know a ton about Strange. I, I hardly know anything. Um, however, I could see them, and I think this would be interesting, to make him more of the, not in the next movie the main villain, but maybe kind of build him up during the next movie. Sure. And then maybe on the third one, if they do a third one, have him be the main yeah, villain. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough, right? Because it's like, they did a good job with Doctor Strange, and I mean, the, the numbers right now, they've already doubled their budget, which was $165 million. and what, it came out Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. so it's it's not even past opening weekend yet, but... Well, that's worldwide. Yeah, I mean, it was released, what, Hong Kong, like, a, a week ago or something like that? Somewhere, I don't know if it's Hong Kong or something. Yeah, um, but it's so hard because, it's like, the first one went well, but... Who's to say that you're going to get all the way to a third movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they have so much money at this point, they can do whatever they want, but they still want to be budget profitable. Right. Right? They don't want to invest another 150 plus million in a movie that they, they you know, can't uh, justify with whatever maybe the second movie does. So I don't know. Like, that, that's just tough because if you want to build them up and then a third movie doesn't happen, mm-hmm. they missed opportunity. So I don't know. Well, if this first one's any indication, this would be the hardest one to get past. But True. it's already got a 90% rotten tomato thing right. and a 92% of audiences liking it. Right. And I know a ton of people that are Doctor Strange fanatics. People dress up as Doctor Strange for Halloween. Like, you know, there are people out there. It's got a fan base for sure. So. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, like you said, this, the... What do they call it? Ethereal 
powers or whatever yeah, it was. I, super supernatural. <laughs> right. That's so what I, said. <laughs> I don't like I don't like it. I mean, I prefer you know super serum, something Iron Man. like that. Iron Man. Yep. Um, those are the kind of things where someone like an, that's an alien, like Thor. You know, that are just those are the more superhero types that I like. Uh-huh. This one is just a little bit too out there in a lot of ways. It's for me. trippy. It's mm-hmm. it, it's trippy. It's intense. It's trippy, but. The visual effects in this movie visual effects were, were good. off the chain, mm-hmm. and we saw it in 3D, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw it in a, a fantastic movie theater, by the way. IMAX I mean, and yeah, good and the seats were super comfortable. I felt like I had my space. I can't say that I, you know, because the movie was busy, but it's not as packed as I thought it was going to be. I, they probably had an earlier showing because mm-hmm. we went to ten, but um, ten showings. We we went to. Oh, <laughs> geez, I don't know if I could have taken ten viewings of that back to back. But the visual effects are amazing, and I mean, it kind of makes sense that they would have had to wait as long as they did at this point in time, 2016, to release a movie like Doctor Strange, like mm-hmm. really get the full effect of you know what it is that 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 he goes through as a sorcerer. And I gotta say, the 3D was really well done in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't feel dizzy. Um, as trippy as it was, and we were in the perfect position. We were like dead on in yep. the middle of the theater mm-hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. And but like normally, you know, you would have. With all these uh, visual effects and like, uh, you know, level planes turning, you mm-hmm. know, the, you, like the whole screen is kind of turning, even though it's not. You'd think that you would get dizzy in a in a three D movie, but you really didn't. The camera work was very smooth, and the visual effects were were on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, like you said, I don't appreciate the super supernatural because that's the layman's way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, too much. But I actually think they did it in a way that will appeal to a lot of audiences, not turn them off. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think the way that, if I can make a comparison, I think the way that Suicide Squad did it started off well, but ended up being a turnoff mm-hmm. with how much Supernatural is in the movie. Because they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too, playing it like it's a, it's a you know, down-to-earth, like, you know, not Supernatural movie, and then introduce it. And it actually was a huge part of the film. You know that's what you're going to get with Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? So they go all the way, and you know they don't look back. And it, I, I think my wife would enjoy this film. Uh, actually, I'm going to plan on taking her to see this film <laughs> because I actually do want to see it again. Mm-hmm. I was tired that night. Maybe I missed something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, again, the, the best thing about this movie, I think, is Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Oh. Um, as we said, he starts out as... You know, kind of a douche. I was gonna say haughty doctor, um, but you know he's very wealthy. You can tell he's got the the fancy car. He's got all the watches. He's got the penthouse apartment and everything. Um, and then he James goes, Bond casting alert. I know, right? I mean, you look good. You look. Yeah, he looks all right. He is English. Could be. I, I think we talked about this. He's kind of a mix. He could be a mix between Moore and Brosnan in, in a way. If they did him as a Bond casting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's brains first, mm-hmm. and I, I think as a spy, that makes more sense than just brute force. Mm-hmm. I could see him sipping on a martini. Yeah, oh, dude, you know he does already. <laughs> so it was really well done as far as his acting goes for making me care about a character that I otherwise have no concern for. Mm-hmm. Um, making me actually enjoy the character of Strange and then his his journey to kind of becoming, you know, the Doctor Strange that we all right. know from the comics. 
I do like the fact, and it, the way he portrayed it was actually well done, too. When he was trying to compile that email to uh, Rachel McAdams' character, what was her name? I can't remember. To, to her, and he was trying to apologize for his actions after he'd been at Comitage for a while. Mm-hmm. And he just never could send it, but he's been trying to, he, trying to apologize to her. And then finally, when he sees her, he's able to kind of apologize. Yeah. And it's it's something that the character was established as... I'm not going to use your term, but he, he was established as someone that was haughty <laughs> and high on himself and would not do this, but he would... He became realized of, you know, I, I realized what I did wrong. However, I mean, I want to apologize. I'm sorry. You right. were... You were excellent, and I just didn't see it type situation. Really well done. I, I appreciate yeah. that character journey. Yeah. I mean, outside of the accident that claimed the use of his hands, mm-hmm. th- that would have already humbled you. But, I mean, to go through what he did, learn what he did, that has to humble you. Mm-hmm. Like, just how small you really are in terms of, you know, being as powerful as he thought he was mm-hmm. uh, in control of life and death, being a doctor that's what they were. That's why he was probably so arrogant, because mm-hmm. he was in control of life and, or death. And he, he was a good doctor. He was the, oh, he was. He was the best. And But the problem is, he knew he was the best. Mm-hmm. So he had to humble himself in order to become Doctor Strange. And then once he was able to get there, which is why at Comertage he probably couldn't send the email, because he hadn't quite gotten there. Mm-hmm. But by the time he, he got to her in the hospital, and it's always better to say it, right, in front rather than send an email. Mm-hmm. So, But he did – there was a line drop that says, I've emailed you. You never responded or something like that, but I don't know. Oh, so maybe he did send it. But but he may not have really been contrite enough in those emails. Right, and when he did apologize to her, she looked almost taken aback that those words actually came out of his mouth. I think she mm-hmm. makes a comment at one point. She's like, you're clearly injured or something like that. Right. So um, – Really short amount of time, because that, that was probably like the beginning 45 minutes to middle of the movie that we saw such a good transformation of the character take place. And that, as supernatural as it is, that really makes you believe in the character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that, that's, a, that's a human emotion. It's a mm-hmm. human reaction and a human process. So, And it takes... So comparing him to, like let's say, Iron Man, you know, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron right. Man, he... Tony Stark took longer to get to any sort of contrite point. Yeah. I mean, one could say that it wasn't really until he almost died in Avengers that he got to that point, or where he saw what was happening with Civil War that he got to that point. Um, but the character journey that they give with Strange here, as portrayed by Benedict, was so well well written mm-hmm. and well acted. That in itself is a reason to enjoy this movie. Yep. Layer onto that, so we've talked about Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. Yep. Mads Mikkelsen as really the kind of the main villain in this movie. Um, I can't remember what his name was. He was another kind of Caecilius. Caecilius. He is. He was a good villain, I think, but another. They kind of portrayed him in the way he he, he wasn't the. the uh, the Red Skull type villain where it's like, oh, I just want to rule and dominate and power. Right. You could kind of tell that they were going at it where he was being twisted by Dormammu. Right. As we found out later on that he was thought that Dormammu was what was right, would be the answer to fix what was wrong with the world. But that's obviously not the way. So right. the way that they presented him as a villain, as being a misguided person, right, is interesting because usually these Marvel movies, 
they're just villains, right? Right. You look at the the guy in Thor, uh, Turn Off the Dark, or The Dark World. Right. <laughs> you turn off the Dark World. <laughs> That's such a bad movie. <laughs> so he just he just wants to turn off the lights everywhere. Right. Uh, you look at um, even in Iron Man Two, Whiplash, just revenge. Yep. Um, Iron Man One, Warmonger or Ironmonger, just I wanted to have all the power. Right. This one was different in the fact that that's the way it was. Yeah, he is the Kylo Ren. He is what happens if Doctor Strange falls, right? He's more the Anakin. Or the Anakin, sure. Because, you know, he was but, yeah, twisted I mean, by yeah, the Yeah, they're con- other guy. conflicted. They, they've fallen from, you know, what, power? What, mm-hmm. the light side, whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting uh, layer, like you said, definitely. And I do like the performance of Mads Mikkelsen, too. I thought he gave great line deliveries. Yeah. And there was this one line that I absolutely love. I think I've mentioned it to you like five times since the movie. But he's like, you know, who are you? Uh, I'm, uh, was it uh, doctor or master? And he said doctor. Master doctor? He's like, it's strange. Maybe. <laughs> that line is just so good. I, I mean, I'm not doing it justice, but right. that line is just hilarious. But then in the middle of, like, even after they were battling, they were fighting for, you know, a little bit. Even in the midst of that, he he still called him a couple times Mr. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just, it was just, it was great. I still see James Bond when I look at him because of Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Um, you know, and I'm always, I'm always like, yeah, I'm always like, where'd that scar go, man? <laughs> That's where'd that go? Mm-hmm. But um, he he did a great job. I agree, right. definitely good casting. Again, English Tilda Swinton, English. I think they're going for a theme somewhere because London was one of the sanct- sanctums as well. Mm-hmm. So very interesting cast. It was like a mixture of English and uh, like Asian people. And mm-hmm. speaking of Asian people, Wong, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love, dude, he was oh, the best. He, he was, was the so best good. comic relief. He was like Drax in a, long in a time. lot of ways. Oh yes, amazing, so amazing. And that that one scene where uh, Strange like taking all his books around. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so good. Um, you know, we, we we give a lot of crap to Supernatural, but if they do it, they they have so many new ways that they can make funny jokes like that. Right? Mm-hmm. They have so many new things that they can explore because we can you know go outside the physical laws of reality and that was a great example i thought the and that comes down to writing right Mm -hmm. that they just did a great job on it and this was one of those i don't know how big dr strange is in the mcu but this has the potential to be one of those sleeper movies like ant-man you know what i mean where a lot of people are like i don't know too much about this character i don't know how he fits into the mcu and he just does. The movie is definitely worthy, and it fits. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And I plan on seeing it again with my wife. My wife. My wife. So with this movie, um, we have actually the big bad. We'd mentioned Dormammu. Mm-hmm. And he's really the, the one that's revealed to be behind everything. That He wants to assimilate the planet, or whatever you want to call it. And I want to say this first off is... Dormammu is a like a, a presence or a being that can just kind of inhabit whatever and kind of take the form of whatever. And I want them to be able to finally do Galactus. Mm-hmm. From what you saw in in with the presentation of Dormammu, they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. they can do it, and it we will can look do fantastic. Anything. They can do anything with special effects now. Mm-hmm. So you got, I mean, you got to wonder: is it maybe a buildup? 
to Galactus. Well, Possibly. Galactus is in Fox's wheelhouse still. Right. So they can't use it so yet. So maybe it's all, yeah, so co- content issue or copyright issue or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Galactus being used eventually. Like once they get, you know, through the Thanos use, because they've built him up for the Infinity Stones, um, I would love to see Galactus. If, if mm-hmm. Fox can get back the Fantastic Four, that'd be amazing. Um, I'm sorry, if, if uh, Marvel can. Marvel, yep. Disney. But, what? Disney. 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 <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. Quick uh, tidbit was the face of Dormammu was motion captured by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. He told me that earlier. That That's awesome. And he's been doing a lot of that. He must have really good training mm-hmm. for motion capture because he did Smaug, Smaug too. Mm-hmm. So... And he's got, like, the best possible voice mm-hmm. you could ever, ever want. He didn't do the voice of Dormammu. He just no. did the motion. No, yeah. what did you think of his um, American accent? You know, the trailers, I didn't like it. I, th- I thought it just felt too fake. Right, because you see him play Sherlock. You see him right. you know, play anything else. Right, and I'm fine <laughs> with him having a British accent, like, for Doctor Strange. I'm not beholden to him being an American character at all. Right. Um, but... It was okay. I mean, it was it was fine. It wasn't something that I would be like, it's flawless, because right. you could tell it wasn't quite 100% American all the time. Right. But it's hard to... I can't imagine doing an American accent, you know? If you're English? Well, if you're English or from anywhere, because what is an American accent? I mean, we're in Atlanta right now, right? Well, we know what a country accent is. <laughs> I mean, if you're down south, you got southern. different accents. This is the southern. Uh, the way they speak is a little bit different. You know, you're in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You have different things up there. You're in New York. You yep. have Yonkers. You have Chicago. They're, they're, they talk different, too. Like, we all have these different accents. How do you choose an American accent? You get a lot of money, like <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, and you either get a teacher or you pay somebody to sit in a room with you that's from that area. Or you could listen to podcasts like or this you, one. Yep, that's entertaining. <laughs> Hashtag Benedict Cumberbatch, come on our show. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I mean, it, it's just a depth of training, right? Mm-hmm. He's a really good actor. He can probably do a lot of accents. He has money to get somebody to train him to do it. Or he just, I mean, you know, American, he, he probably sees a lot of movies. There's a lot of people that see American movies out there. They can probably just watch a movie and... What is an American accent? What is a southern accent, country accent, or just like we can do English accents? You know what I mean? Just like we well, can do English accents? Just like we know what an English accent sounds like. But, you know, not everybody can do a good English accent or do one well, but the, the good actors, Benedict Cumberbatch, can. Yeah. You know what I really want so bad right now? What's that? Because we were talking about Sherlock and accents and stuff, and it made me think of, you know, how Robert Downey Jr. was Sherlock as yeah. well. I just can't wait for yes. the crossover with Iron yes. Man and him. Just be like, I want them to acknowledge that they've both been Sherlock. Yes. And just in, in some smart, subtle, you know, sly way, because they're yep. both characters. That would be perfect for that. Yep. I mean, they both have this witty sense of humor and everything. Oh, I'd so love good. to see a conversation between them, the two of them. Like, I love the conversation. We talked about it a minute ago, or at the, towards the head of this. Yeah. The conversation between him and Thor was excellent. Yeah. And if you can do that to that extent by just being your exuding the charisma, honestly. Yeah. It was so good. But even the types of characters, Stephen Strange and Tony Stark, mm-hmm. on top, they're already just witty, arrogant. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then you put Benedict Cumberbatch and, and Robert Downey Jr. in there. Stephen Strange not quite as arrogant anymore. No, not, but, I mean, well, still pretty arrogant. I, I don't know. So some of the lines like were, were very witty that he still had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that cape has... Uh, 
that an attitude was awesome. that will not quit. That, that cake <laughs> was so good. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see an extended conversation between Doctor Strange and Iron Man in one of the crossover movies. I would have loved like the stinger to be like Iron Man coming in to do something. Some kind of investigative. Uh huh. <laughs> Did you see in the skyline the uh, the Stark or the Avengers Tower? Yeah, and that was cool, and it was all lit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a standout. So you look at that, right? He, Strange is in New York, and you have the Defenders are all in New York. You know, Luke Cage, Daredevil, everybody, everybody's in New York at this time. So you look at that scene, you can see like almost all of them there. Even Captain America's probably run around New York somewhere right. because he's from Bronx. Which is why Queens, I almost Queens, would have preferred... Spider-Man! He's, he's swinging around somewhere. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. Which is why I, w- I almost would have preferred that maybe Doctor Strange was London. You know what I mean? That was also one of the sanctums. Mm-hmm. And he could have like, just New been his had British self. Do you think it's going to be something where Dormammu and Thanos may team up to destroy the sanctums? And... They, Maybe there's they something battle, that draws them to New York. They battle the New York Sanctum and just everybody comes. That would actually be... Because, I mean, this is a, the first thing that would be a big draw for a big bad in New yeah. York. Right? Absolutely. I mean, just coincidence you had the, the alien invasion for some reason over New York. Mm-hmm. But the Sanctum being there has a reason. Yep. And so one has been destroyed already. Was it the Chinese one or was it the London one? It was London, right? London was destroyed first. Okay. And then they saved the, the Chinese Hong Kong one. one. Yep. Yeah, that was the end battle. So for something like that to bring it into New York, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. And but I feel like they've already done that, though, with the first Avengers movie. But destroyed the, it all. But for the... Mm, yeah. I mean, it's been rebuilt. It looks like it, it looks like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to... to, to have that as a as a hook to bring in all the heroes yeah you know to bring in luke cage to be like there's something weird going down over here you gotta go check it out you know and him bringing up the other guys because they've all got to help or whatever i don't know i think it'd be great to bring in everybody into yeah i mean it's gotta happen it definitely makes sense as far as the location and as far as i mean since they're all there if something this big was going down and they've been doing what they've been doing Hmm. in their regular lives they would lend a hand Mm -hmm. it's just common that's just who they are that's why they are that's why they have a tv show or Mm -hmm. a movie about them right that's who they are um but what we've seen from the from the mcu that's probably not going to happen right because they they're not going to take a character from they're 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 just not going to integrate those things they need to yeah they don't need to you're right you know what i mean they it, it could be the same it could be the same universe, maybe like alternatively somehow. You know what I mean? Where the characters coexist, mm-hmm. but the events are not the same. Right. You know what I mean? So it'd be great in theory. In theory. But will it ever come to fruition? I mean, I, they can do whatever they want, right? They've created such a such a phenomenon with these movies. There's no way they can stop after. They go through what? Well, we're on phase three now. There's, there, so. there's no way they can stop. Hey, we're on phase three here, in Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, there, there's no way they can stop. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know if Inhumans has been scrapped. That was supposed to be the last on their list. You know, um, I don't know if they've updated what like this Marvel movie slate coming forward is. Yeah, I mean, I know we got a Black Panther uh, movie coming, right? And then you got Ragnarok. You got Infinity War Part One, Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm honestly Ant-Man too. I'm honestly looking forward to Ragnarok the most right now. Absolutely. No, no, not the most, but a lot more than I was because of this strange tie-in. That that little teaser there at the middle of the credits was so perfect. It's going to be hilarious. It's Hulk 
Thor, a little bit of Doctor Strange, maybe hopefully a little bit more, a little more strange, but um, and then Loki, and I and I think uh, you know Loki is a good character. You know, and, I, and they're gonna probably throw Odin in there too, right? Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins. It's just they, they, Anthony. They have great casts. So I don't know how accurate this list is, but okay. So this was the last movie of this year, obviously Doctor Strange for the Marvel Universe. Unfortunately. And this list, I'm looking for a date on this article, but I don't see one. It's uh, it says the next one is Guardians Two, which we've seen the trailer oh, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be May 5th. I'm super excited for Guardians 2. That'll be funny. But you know what, though? I'm not looking too forward to that. It'll be it'll be a good movie. It'll be funny. It'll be really funny. Mm-hmm. But it's just, they don't integrate that group yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I like the integration. Well, so the whole Thanos thing is going to probably bring in that group. Yeah. Um, so we got Doctor Strange, Guardians, May 5th, 2017. Then we got <clears throat> Spider-Man Homecoming next year, July 7th. Then Thor Ragnarok on November 3rd. So those are the three Marvel movies for next year. So about a year from now, we'll be talking about Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That'd be exciting. So looking at the upcoming slate for next year, Guardians, Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Originally, I would say I wasn't super excited for Thor, obviously. I was going to be more excited for see what they do with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be most excited for Guardians. And now, I mean, I still think I have to be, my number one is going to be Guardians, number two is Spider-Man, number three is uh, Thor. And that's funny because it's the released order, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. It it looks really good. Uh, Looking forward a year. um, Is that that ironic, or is that just, you're just looking forward to the the most recent movie? Because that that makes perfect sense, too. I I don't know. I mean, because I absolutely love Guardians. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, if there was another Iron Man movie, I'd be looking forward to that more, probably. But Yeah. So in 2018, February, uh, Black Panther. Okay. We'll get to see more of his character. And then if my computer would be so kind as not to freeze up all the time. It's got to be maybe part one of the Infinity War. Infinity part one in May of 2018. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th. Oh, okay. So that's really quick between Very May quick. and July. Uh, and then Captain Marvel, March of 2019. Okay. And then Infinity War Part 2, May of 2019. Okay, so they have a they have a slate there mm-hmm. between July and the beginning of the following year. Could they could easily throw a Doctor Strange 2 in there. They could throw, you know, whatever they want, really. I think that you could throw Doctor Strange in there easy out of everything else. Yeah, I think that's probably the one that would fit in there because you yep. you don't want to put an Iron Man in there, you don't want to put a Cap because at this point you've had three movies of those, and I think that's contractually like the extent that they want to do. Yeah, and it makes sense. We don't want to beat the same hero into the ground. I th- I, I even thought Iron Man three was a little bit of overkill. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So, music was awesome on this movie. Yes, yeah, so I just done. read here. Do you know who did the music? Was it uh, Michael Giacchino? It was Michael Giacchino. I have he's a good ear. so good, man. <laughs> he's just, everything he touches is gold. And he's going to be doing Rogue One, which is next oh month. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that Star Wars next month. That was the first time when they played that trailer uh, before Doctor Strange that I've seen was that trailer number two, official trailer number two. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that scene of Vader just walking up, that gave me chills right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I was scared. 
scared. in that moment. I, I was excited. I, I was well, I, like scared, excited. Like it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And knowing Gareth Edwards, um, just what he did with Godzilla, he has a great proportionate view of size, and we're gonna see these huge star destroyers, these huge ATAs. Well, you already see how massive the yes. Death Star is looking for everything else. It's a planet. Mm-hmm. It looks like a planet, whereas Which it should. in the original trilogy, it looked more like a moon. Mm-hmm. It's a planet, and mm-hmm. it, it's so intimidating. It's going to really put things to scale. Mm-hmm. And if he can bring that same like dark tone that he did to Godzilla, specifically around uh, Darth Vader, it's going to be an amazing movie. And I think people are underestimating the, anthropolo- the anthology. Is that what they the, the anthology movies? I mm-hmm. think they're really underestimating how good these anthology movies can be. Everybody's looking at the, you know, the the episodic movies. Well, everybody wants episode eight because they want the answers, like who is Ray's parents? Of course, and obviously those are going to be like your the Avengers movies. But Mm -hmm. man, we're going to find some gems here, I think, Mm -hmm. in the anthology films. And it's it's more Star Wars, which is always great. Mm -hmm. So, any final thoughts on Doctor Strange? (sighs) More Benedict Cumberbatch. I I want to see this movie again. I can't explain why. It's. Do you have a strange feeling? It's so strange. I just. I. I do. I want to see this movie again. I. I just think it was really well done, and I think. I don't know if you're a little hesitant about seeing Doctor Strange because of the supernatural. I think they did it in a real. I'm gonna say this is gonna sound ironic. I think they did it in a real, you know, down to earth <laughs> kind of way. Uh-huh. As unearthly as this movie is at, at certain times, I think they did it in a way that can appeal to a lot of people. So. You know, fan of Doctor Strange or not, you know, don't wait. Go see it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's part of the MCU. It, they're all good. But this one actually really surprised me, so that's, that's all I'm going to say. And to me, again, Benedict Cumberbatch steals the show with his performance, and it was just really well done, well written, great jokes kind of put in throughout to kind of lighten the mood, which needed to be done a few times. But Yep. Uh, great writing and great acting, honestly, and yep. great visual effects and audio. I mean, you got the whole package, really, so. Yep. But before we close for this week, <clears throat> Alex, mm-hmm. there was a trailer that we saw in front of this movie, and it's the first time I saw the trailer, and okay. I was like, hey, this looks pretty interesting, and then I realized it was the Power Rangers <gasps> the trailer. The Power Rangers movie! <laughs> <laughs> I know! <laughs> Okay, that trailer, when it first started playing, that did not come across as a Power Rangers movie at all. It looked like a Breakfast Club That looked like a Stranger Things type of movie at the beginning. Or, yeah, like a Breakfast Club. Just like a bunch of teenagers in the the 80s or something like that. Mm -hmm. Man. It looks good. It does look pretty good for it being a Power Rangers movie. I hope it's... Is that nostalgia that's doing that? Because we both kind of grew up with that, the Power Ranger era. Yeah, it it, it is a little bit, especially when they started playing the song. Yeah, it's not going to be as 90s techno as it was, but Mm -hmm. it's uh, the the visual effects look good. It it looks like they're going to do, take on a little bit more of a darker adult tone, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what is selling right now. It's a great opportunity to capitalize this for whoever owns... The trademark of Power Rangers, mm-hmm. um, but I think the best news about that movie is that Brian Cranston <laughs> is going to be Heisenberg slash Zordon. <laughs> I am the one who morphs. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so many memes, uh-huh. so many. It's so good. It was hilarious. If you have a chance, ladies and gentlemen, I recommend you go and look up like Heisenberg Zordon and look at the memes. They're so good. It's the best. <laughs> um, 
What's um, the one that you showed me yesterday? It was it was uh, from Breaking Bad when he's on the phone? Vincent like, D'Onofrio? No, no. When oh. he, Breaking Bad when he's on the phone, it's it's uh, Brian Cranston. He's like he's on the phone. It's Jesse. It's oh. morphin' time. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's awesome. And by the way, because we were talking about Zordon, you know, the original, and then I was like, doesn't he look like Vincent D'Onofrio? And oh. then I took a side-by-side shot of him and Zordon. It looks... Dude. Are you sure? He looks sure really sad. <laughs> I don't remember how sad he looks. When, I guess when you're trapped in, like, a glass tube, you wouldn't be too happy, huh? I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if that was Vincent D'Onofrio? Or, I mean, they could have had Vincent D'Onofrio do it, too. Like, have him do his kingpin, like, deadpan delivery with uh, Zordon. It would have made more sense from how Zordon used to look to have somebody like Vincent play that role. But I'm interested to see what kind of makeup they're going to, what kind of special effects they'll use to make. How is Brian Cranston going to look mm-hmm. as Zordon? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this, this big face or Heisenberg? <laughs> If he's got a hat and sunglasses, that'd be so funny. Oh, man. And then one other trailer that we didn't see it, and you may not have seen it yet, which you need to if you haven't yet. Wonder Woman looks fantastic. I have not seen that yet. It looks really good. I'm super excited about it. I mean, honestly, I have always was kind of, my hopes were super high for Wonder Woman. Um, And I thought that that had the most potential out of any of the ones that they were planning on doing of this initial slate. Mm -hmm. And I think... Like, this trailer makes it look fantastic, and I hope it is. Is this another Zack Snyder directing? No. No? It is someone else doing it. I can't remember her name, but she's directing, and it looks fantastic. Okay. It looks great. Oh, she? It's a mm-hmm. female director. Okay. Which that makes a lot of sense. And Yeah. And, and they, they do have a good supporting, I think Chris Evans, right, is going to be the supporting actor for that. It's going to so. be interesting to see him, like, not Kirk. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. <laughs> um, but it looks great. It looks like it's got, you know, heart. It looks like it's got brevity or levity. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a, a good movie. I mean, it'll be an are, inspirational, yeah, I'm sure, uplifting, yeah, that, and it needs to be. And I, I'm I'm excited for it. It's Wonder Woman is one of the most underserved heroes in the cinema universe. Yeah, and the music sounds great. Yeah, from what I've. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be excellent. I can't wait to see that one. That's coming next year. That that and Guardians are running at each other for my most anticipated movie for next year, probably. It's uh, well not. My most anticipated superhero movie. Because Star Wars is going to be, obviously, every year from now on, is my most anticipated movie. Otherwise, you are super excited for these superhero movies? Super. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's a great time to be alive for movies. And it's like, this is is what has to happen for movie theaters to continue to exist. Right? We've talked about this Uh before. And they need to do, like, what the theater that we went to does and let you choose seating, have nice seats that they keep up and, you know... Rock them. Rock them. Get that... It, it's got to be an experience from start to finish, mm-hmm. and you know, by experience, I don't mean charging me eleven dollars for a drink and piece of candy. I mean <laughs> a like, piece of candy, literally. Yeah, it was. I mean, they were, you know. Okay, bites. But so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is hilarious. <laughs> tell me, tell them what you told me about how you arrived to get the candy that you got. Okay, so I got. Uh, I ended up getting crunch bites. Like the you know those crunch uh, candy bars, little little bites. Uh, they look like little popcorn bites, right? Uh, there was so much candy, and they all look so good. So I asked the the person at the counter, I said, what would you recommend? And I've never gotten this response before. I don't know if this is an Atlanta thing or what's <laughs> going on. But he said, um, what movie are you seeing? Uh, I asked you about candy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a recommendation based on the movie, a, a candy recommendation based on the movie that you're going to see. Okay. 
I'm seeing Doctor Strange. Recommend me your strangest candy, please. <laughs> and he picked the Crunch Bites, and I said, I mean, that sounded good. I, I like Crunch. I like Bites. I like, you know, whatever. So I picked him up. I was like, okay, I'll take the Crunch Bites. How did you arrive at your decision? Just curious. And he said, it's just, it's really intense in there. And you're going to need something, like, hard to, to <laughs> chew on during this intensity. <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, my God. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it didn't really add anything to the movie. <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't add to the intensity in your mouth when no, you were chewing. No, and you know what? When those intense moments were going on in the movie, you didn't have any. I I know. I was too focused on the movie. I didn't want to like reach down <laughs> in the middle of the quiet theater. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's funny. Not sure what happened there. But hey, that's a, that's actually kind of cool. That if they if you have the staff or something, if your theater like says, hey, let me recommend something for you based on this, you're more up to be like. That's weird. Okay, I'll try whatever you say. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, hey, you go to a restaurant, they pair wine or beer with food. <laughs> I guess they're trying to do the same thing. But they do it based on like a, like a you know, does this taste well together and uh-huh. stuff like that. How do you, what do you, what do you compare with the movie, right? <laughs> I mean, it might have been a better movie had you had Twizzlers. I'm just saying. Shouldn't have listened to that guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so movies are, are fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's our podcast. <laughs> So, uh, that'll about do it for us this week. Alex, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, I'm on Twitter at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. That is also my gamer tag on Xbox Live. And you can find me on Twitter. I am at Voiced by Nathan. Again, my pinned tweet is the Extra Life tweet, so please check that out uh, and check out Extra Life. November 11th, I'm doing my stream. So, November 11th, 2016, if you're listening to this in the future. <laughs> um... The show is on Twitter at EntertainingPod. You can send us an email at connect at entertaining. That's entertaining.net. Hold on. Let me double check that. <laughs> Don't even know your own email? Hey, I got it working, so I was excited, and I just I, I had to leave for the trip. Um, it is connect at that's entertaining.net. I was correct. <laughs> So if you'd like to send an email to the podcast, you can do so connect at that'sentertaining.net. Again, you can find us on Twitter at EntertainingPod. And um, that'll do it for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained. By the way, we put the warning of the episodes after the episode, so listen to the whole thing before you try to do anything in this episode. <laughs> That'll make more sense once you see the movie. So, <laughs> congratulations for listening this far. That's good. <laughs>